Okay. So everyone, welcome to the Amsterdam Business Show. My name is Chris Pastrana, and today I'm here with Alex Bellman from Bellman Jewelers. How's How it going, going, Alex? Good, good. I'm excited. Yeah, thanks for joining me on the show, and thank you for lending me this spot for today. <laughs> I'm super excited. I'm glad to get to use this space. I don't get to use it that often. It's always the other guys who get to come in here and they make the Gems of Knowledge show. Yeah. So this is really fun for me to be able to come in here and uh, do this with you. Yeah, this is a step up from what I'm doing, so I like it. It makes me feel super professional. And <laughs> I think what you're doing is professional. I think yeah. what it, you're doing is amazing. Thank you. <laughs> I think it's gonna be super helpful to New Hampshire and the small businesses and just getting those businesses to network with each other, let alone yeah. letting the consumers see what's going on. Yeah. And that's part of why I do this is so, you know, I can learn a lot, but businesses can see who's on the show and be like, oh, that's really cool. And they kind of, they interact between each other and then the, the consumers can kind of interact with them and it, it just helps all around. <laughs> yeah, I think so. It's, it's awesome. I love the idea of the show. <laughs> okay, so let's get this rolling. Tell me a little bit about Bellman Jewelers. Let's kind of go into the history of, you know, the company itself and you, know, you and your family. And Bellman Jewelers has a kind of a really cool story. Yeah. Um, so my dad actually started Bellman Jewelers by selling gold chains kind of out of a suitcase. He just had them. He was selling them to stores. He was selling them to friends. Uh, he was selling engagement rings out of the house. And uh, what ended up happening was his, my grandmother remortgaged her house so that they could buy or rent a small space over um, in an old Victorian, like two blocks from here. It was in the basement. Yeah. And within years, he was able to buy the, the place we are in now in this building on 1650 Elm Street and uh, grew from nothing in like four, in 40 years from just that to we are now one of the most recognized jewelry stores in New Hampshire. We, I mean, we've won every award in the last eight years that you can win. Um, and we take pride in that because that's important to us. And the fact that we, you know, that he was able to do that is amazing. And I try to take that with me every day and try to create that same growth for the next 40 years yeah. and see if we can grow even bigger. Yeah. Cause that's the next step. If it's a family business is, you know, it starts you know, with your father and now you got to take it at some point and like, how far can you push it? <laughs> right. And you know, that's the hardest thing. Cause he, he took it from nothing to this, to the store that we have and yeah. it's amazing. Um, so that's always, you know, you have to kind of let that go. Like, okay, well, you're never going to be able to do that. So you have to do your own thing, grow it in your own way. Yeah. And then, uh, like what I do is I have little side companies that I do to try to make myself, you know, so <laughs> <laughs> try to start your own thing on the sides too. Yeah. 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 Gives me something to do when, you know, when I'm not here. And so it's really fun. And, you know, I didn't know that I was going to do the jewelry industry or be in the jewelry industry. Yeah. Um, when I was in college, I tried to resist it for a while, um, but it kind of like sucks you in when it's in your blood. And, and we, I actually, I love it, you know, and we love it. And that's what makes our store so great is that the, we hire people and we keep people who love jewelry. We're, we're not totally here just to make a profit. We're here because I love when a customer comes in and they love their ring or I hear the story of how they proposed or uh, they pass a piece down from a grandmother to a mother, or mother to a daughter. That stuff is what's amazing to us. Yeah, because there are very few things that get passed down from generation to generation. And jewelry is one of those things that tends to get handed down. It's been that way forever. So that's kind of kind of a good industry to be in. <laughs> it's awesome, you know, because they hand it down. And then, you know, when you see someone have a piece that's from 40 or 50 years ago, and she's like, and they still love it, you know, they mm -hmm. come in and they're like, I bought this from your father 40 years ago, and I still wear it every day. Like, that's awesome. That's yeah. amazing. And knowing that that will go to their family afterward. And that they're going to continue to wear it is just, I mean, it's its unbelievable that something you helped create is such a big part of someone's life. Yeah, because even, you know, in my family, you know, we're not super wealthy, but um, I think my 
great great grandmother or whatever um she had a really nice ring and that got passed down to her daughter which would be my grandmother <laughs> who eventually that made its way to my wife who now wears it on our wedding ring and uh so that one stone's been passed down forever and i think it's kind of like when you know nothing about your family you kind of know there is a lineage there at least yeah <laughs> even if you don't know a whole lot about you know that original person it kind of like it gets passed down and it's kind of cool it's it's really awesome and i love watching jewelry get passed down and the other fun thing is like it's amazing uh you know what kind of an impact a piece of jewelry can make no matter the price yeah i mean i've seen a 200 dollars or less piece may be as important as something worth 20 grand yeah and that's what's so cool is it doesn't have to be expensive or anything just as long as it was that person's yeah you know you knew that that was given to you like that's amazing it's such yeah. a cool feeling yeah i like that's pretty cool <laughs> so that's a good way to start this off so Let's talk about jewelry. Since nice. I mean, a little, you know a little bit about the family. <laughs> yeah. So it's like jewelry itself. Um, let's see. So I have the four C's. That's kind of your very basic diamonds, jewelry. It always comes down to diamonds. <laughs> yeah. The four C's is really cool. Um, a lot of people don't really understand the four C's. So mm -hmm. they go online, they do a bunch of research, and they end up finding that most of the blogs and the information that they read talks about color and clarity. Yeah. But there's two other. There's cut, color, clarity, and carrot. So mm -hmm. carrot and cut and cut end up getting skipped quite often. Yeah, and the reason that is is because the jewelry stores who are writing the blogs don't want you to focus on cut because they want to say the words ideal cut, um, and then skip over what's at skip over the cut while you're in the store because they're not actually selling ideal cut stones. So that's why we focus so heavily on educating the public, and that's why we created that website, Cool yeah. School University, that I uh, sent over to you because that takes you through the four C's, but a lot more in depth so that you totally understand what you're buying because it can be a really confusing process and if someone doesn't lay it out for you in the right way you can end up being overpaying or getting the wrong thing completely than what you were really going for originally because they're just trying to sell you on whatever they've got in the store yeah and it's more important to know exactly what you want that way you get exactly what you were supposed to get not overpay you know it's really it's one of those really difficult things. So we really try to educate people on the 4C. So the first one's cut. That's the most important. So that's why a lot of stores try to glaze over it because you can buy diamonds if they're not cut well a lot cheaper, make a lot more money. So if you want an ideal cut stone, you make sure it's graded by a third party, like a GIA, and okay. they give it a cut grade. Like how well is that round cut or an oval or a princess? And then the next is color. You want to kind of have a high color and uh, we won't go into the colors because it won't make any sense to anybody listening. Um, and then cut, and then carrot's the least important. You know, you'd rather have a perfect half-carat diamond than a big yellow diamond that doesn't sparkle that's a carrot. Because the size really isn't important. It's really, what's really important is that you're giving it to the person that you love and that it sparkles. Yeah. So that every time she looks down or he looks down, they remember why you gave that to them. Mm. Yeah, you know? that is important. Um, the one and only time I got married, thankfully, uh, at the same thing, you're sitting in the store and it's like, I have no idea what to do. Yeah. <laughs> There's a thousand choices. I ended up realizing that I could use one that had been passed down to me, but it's like, it's overwhelming. You know, yeah. you can have the two exact same rings, but the diamond's different. And it's like, oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> so I could see that being an issue for people, which is why I, I wanted to reach out because we're coming up on Valentine's Day. And then we're hitting that big season of the year where everyone's getting married and stuff like that. And 
So it's a good time that you were to really talk about, you know, this. <laughs> yeah, no, I think it's important. Um, I, we love educating people. So if people have the chance, they can go on coolschooluniversity.com. Uh -huh. um, if they just go to bellmans.com, if they can't remember that, they can find the link right there. It's on our main page. And that will actually take you for, through the entire first class of GIA diamond grading. So you'll know more than 80% of people who sell diamonds <laughs> because those people are not that well trained. Yeah. Our staff are because that's the our biggest focus is education. When you come in, it's education. That's another reason why our sales staff aren't on commission. Yeah, is that they are trained and they love jewelry. They're going to sell you the best thing for the best price. They're not there to try to sell you the worst thing and make the most money. Um, so a lot of stores don't educate their staffs really well. We do extensively and we give you that same training on cool school for free. It doesn't go anywhere. You just go on there. You can learn. There's this big red button. And if you hit it while you're on it, it shoots you to ESPN. Mm -hmm. That way you can't get caught by at work or by your uh, significant <laughs> other while you're on there. <laughs> That's a good little uh, little tip to put in there. Just a little extra, you know, so you don't get caught. Yeah. No, it's awesome. <laughs> Since we are coming up at that time of the year, let's talk about engagement jewelry. Yeah. So someone's looking to pick out something for their significant other. And we've already talked about this. This, this can be tricky. We need to hide it from your spouse because you don't want them to know or your soon-to-be spouse. How does someone go about getting the correct sizes, um, what their partner wants as far as a ring? So let's talk about some of that expertise part of this. So the first place we always go is if if your significant other has a Pinterest page, that's the place we go. <laughs> you know, And okay. we've seen so many Pinterest pages that we're actually experts at figuring out even through hundreds of photos a basic idea of what the ring that they're looking for is yeah that's, that's um, a good tip i like that because <laughs> it's stressful yeah we have 500 mountings in stock so mm -hmm. when you come in and i just start opening boxes and there's just hundreds of mountings sitting in front of you it's it's overwhelming they all blend together you don't know exactly what you want so doing that getting a friend or a sister to come with you huge yeah. you know if they have any siblings that can come um, or if they have a best friend who can keep the secret, yeah. <laughs> which is troublesome sometimes, yeah. <laughs> um, bring them, you know, help them have you help them pick it out. And the ring size is the hardest. You know, a lot of times uh, it, the ring has to have that. A lot of times a guy will steal a ring. Mm -hmm. And, you know, what's really important about that is that he steals the right one. Yeah. So a lot of times we get middle finger rings, thumb rings, and those, there's just no correlation between the fingers. Yeah. So it has to be a ring that was on one of the ring fingers. Yeah. So if you can steal, you know, your significant other's ring and from one of those fingers, you know, it's always on there, uh, then we can size it. Otherwise we do free sizing. Yeah. You know, so we order it for you as close as we can. We look at pictures, we base it off the pictures. We can kind of guess the finger size Yeah. and then we order it and then it can always be resized, which is really cool. <laughs> Um, but it is, it's stressful. And one of the biggest things that we have seen is that there's a huge increase in custom jewelry. So before you used to come in and we had all these mountings, you'd pick one and we'd order it for you. So it fit your stone. Perfect. Um, lately everyone's been coming in and wanting to change everything, which is great. It's so much more fun, you know, cause the rings aren't just so boring anymore. <laughs> um, or they'll bring these crazy designs they found online and we'll recreate them for them. It's really cool. Cause we cat it out for them and then we actually 3d print it and we give them we 3D print it twice and we give them the other 3D print so that after they propose, they can show their significant other like, look, I actually designed this for you. It's really, really cool. Hmm. That is a really interesting thing. Like, <laughs> I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah, it's fun. You can 3D print it. And then if she's involved, which is about 50% of the time yeah. um, or he either way, 
um, about 50% of time the significant other is actually involved, we will actually 3D print it so they can try it on and make sure before they get it that they like it if they're involved in the process. Yeah, that's really cool that you can 3D print rings. I mean, it makes perfect sense. I never thought about it, but it makes perfect sense. Where you can like design the whole thing. They can literally see it beforehand. It's amazing, and it solves a lot of problems. Yeah. You know, because you before you would just hand draw, and then they would cut the wax by hand, mm-hmm. and you basically couldn't change the ring after. You know, you could show the customer the wax, but then you'd have to make the guy who just hand took eight, nine hours to hand carve that wax, make him recarve it again. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. So it was a lot more difficult. Now it's 3D print. Oh, you know what? That was almost perfect, but I want to make a small change. Perfect. Melt the wax, redo it, fix it in the CAD, reprint it. Yeah. It's really, really cool. That is. I love technology. It's, <laughs> it's absolutely amazing. It's making everything so much easier and just so much better. Now, this is this is actually a really good question. So we know diamonds are hard. Yeah. So I know a little bit of the difference between um, hardness of a diamond versus how you cut them. Yeah. <laughs> just, just kind of off question do you know how they go through the process of actually cutting and doing all the cool stuff to the diamonds absolutely it's an amazing <laughs> process and the guys who do it have to be trained for a very long time yeah. uh, before they get to do it because without that expertise they can really make a quite a costly mistake for yeah. the diamond cutter <laughs> um so originally it, it gets cut with the first few cuts by laser mm-hmm. um, it cuts it in half or breaks it down before because what happens it goes into a computer now and the computer decides how many stones you can make out of that and what clarity and cut you want to make each one to optimize profit. That's pretty cool. Yeah, it's all it's sweet. Yeah. And so you sometimes you get a round with an emerald and a princess. It's it's kind of cool. So it cuts it up and then that goes to a computer which has an arm and the arm is hitting a diamond wheel. So the wheel is made of diamonds, um, diamond dust, and that and it hits it and it cuts facets. So the first twenty or so facets or thirty facets are cut that way. And then the last 20 or 30 facets are actually cut by hand, hmm. which is really, really cool. So it's, it's, diamonds are still basically done by hand. The beginning part is still is done by computer. Yeah. But afterward, it's all done by hand. And there are still some places that do the entire process by hand. Yeah. That's really cool. Now, do you know how much that would affect the price? I mean, because if it's done by a computer, you can kind of speed up the process a lot. Yep. But when it's done by hand, I mean, that probably plays with everything a little bit. A little bit. You, generally, you'll see it with really big diamonds. Okay. You know, um, diamonds like over five carats. You yeah. know, when you're in New York, there's there's jewelry stores there where they cut the diamonds there, and that's just because of the immense cost. So really, is it making a huge difference? Not really, because the diamonds already ex- exorbitantly expensive. <laughs> yeah. So most of the cons- the diamonds you'll see get bought up on a regular basis were started by computer and then finished by hand. That's pretty cool. Yeah, it's awesome. Cool. I, I love talking technology just when it comes up because what technology has done to every market is incredible. And you don't realize it until you ask, which is always, I always think is kind of fun. <laughs> oh, yeah. And it's completely changed the jewelry industry. Yeah. Um, just like men's, like something as simple as men's wedding bands has completely been changed. Yeah. Before you would come in, and this is only in the last five years, like five years ago, you would come in, we might have, you know, a couple hundred gold options. So gold with different layers of gold and different shapes, but it's still gold, right? So it's still white or yellow or this or that yeah. or mixture of colors. So it's not that extremely different every ring. Now we have companies like Lashbrook, where they make meteorite rings, wood rings, yeah. titanium, cobalt, chrome, black zirconium. I mean, now it's out of control. Yeah. And they're making them in a week. So everything's that's custom cool. made. The width, the finger size, boom, it's at the store in a week. It's unbelievable. Yeah. I checked those out because I thought it was really cool because I love jewelry, oddly. I love rings. And uh, what was it? Uh, 
Elysium, like the diamond rings, like yeah. the real diamond. It's, it's so cool. <laughs> that one they just came out. It's amazing. Yeah, they crush black diamonds into a powder and then they force it into a mold and it becomes a ring. Yeah, it's unbelievable. It's, it's super cool. Yeah, oh, I'm such a geek. But yeah, like just what we can do with technology across the board is is impressive, and I really really like it. And it's it's pretty. Awesome, <laughs> and it, it's also given us the chance, even just technology out of the jewelry industry like this. Yeah, I mean, before to set up a studio like this would have been, I mean, it just would have been out of the question. Yeah, and now it's something that's more affordable because you can just go online and you can basically be a wholesaler, go buy stuff at wholesale and buy it in different places and create a place for yourself to educate people and create fun content. Yeah, which is the best part of it all is to help people through the process because even when I used to sell cars. It always came down to you have someone from the comes off the street and you need to walk them through the entire process until they leave with their car, which is what they want. Yeah. You know, because at the end of the day, they don't want to deal with a car salesman. They don't want a, a loan. They want their car. <laughs> right. Like, so and it, it's the same for any sales industry. So for you, they come in and they want to leave with a ring that makes them smile and super happy. Yeah. And that's it. And you have to help them through that process, which is important. Yeah, and that's our, our main focus is that a customer leaves happy. I mean, we will literally do anything to make a customer happy. Uh, I mean, just today I delivered a ring. Yeah. I mean, we will go out of our way, um, and I, that's what makes us different. I really do think that's what makes us different. Um, you know, we focus on first education, second customer service. That's what our whole goal is when you come into the store is that you have an amazing experience, and no matter what you leave with, you're extraordinarily happy, and if you have any issues, that we take care of it. Um, which is just a different philosophy than most jewelry stores. Um, you know, they're, you're, they're your best friend once you're, while you're purchasing it. And then the minute you have a problem, they, you know, it's almost like they don't know you anymore. Yeah. That's not like it. All of my customers have my cell phone number. They text me when they have issues or they text me when they want to buy something. They email me, um, you know, and I like that interaction. And I would never want that to change. Yeah. And that's how we, all my staff is. They have their customers, their customers email them, their customers only work with them um, because it's not that they don't like any of us. They just, they love that interaction where it's, it's your friend is helping you out, not uh, the guy at the jewelry store yeah. is helping you out. Yeah. And there's that level of, you know, uh, interaction that, as you said, differentiates you from other people because they might not be doing it. You know, your competitors might be old school, you know, style. Yeah. <laughs> But they're they, not doing that. They are. And I've, I've pulled a couple employees from mall stores. And one of the mm -hmm. amazing things that a lot of people don't know is all the mall stores are owned by the same company. Oh, really? K's, Jared, Belden's, and Zales is owned by one company called Signet Jewelers. <laughs> they also own jamesallen.com, which is a huge engagement ring website. Yeah. When I brought a couple of the employees from there here and we're showing them diamonds and teaching them, you know, how we sell and the differences and, you know, there's no commission, so it's a little different, you know, one of them said, you know, I don't sell below G and H color, which the people can look up. It's a very, it's a relatively high color. It's a whitish stone. Yeah. Um, and I said, why not? And they said, they're so yellow. And I showed them our stones that are that color. And they're, I can't believe how white these are, how sparkly they are. Because those stores, that's just not what they're focused on. They're not focused on high quality and their margins are crazy. Yeah. Absolutely crazy. And so that's what we focus on. We focus on really beautiful high quality jewelry but really low margins so we compete with them very well you know you go there and you see a piece then you may come to our store and we may be fifty dollars two hundred dollars more expensive but our piece is twice the quality yeah and it's really cool and it's because 
we're not in it just for the money. So we're, you know, we're trying to make a profit, but we want to do it the right way. Yeah. And there is a right way. <laughs> and we had mentioned this a little bit kind of in uh, beforehand. You're talking about people come in here and the prices are astronomically different. As you, you kind of talked about yeah. earlier, where you'll come in and, you know, they'll quote something and you're, and it's very, very different. The thing that I've seen the most and I get really animated about and I get really, <laughs> I get really upset is it's not even always those stores in the mall it's other stores too i've had customers come in they don't say anything to me they just hand me a ring and say hey this is broken can you give me a quote you know what i'm giving people quotes like oh that's 150 dollars when the customer says oh i just got a quote for a thousand dollars i mean it's almost unbelievable yeah you know i understand like when a customer goes to a store and a rhodium plate at that store is 50 dollars, and at our store it's 35 like that's fine that's a rhodium plate that's just a difference in margin it's nothing crazy but a thousand to 150 or we just did $60 repair that was quoted at 600. Um, and a, the last two that really upset me were I had two customers, they both came in. Um, I happened to walk by them separately. It was on two different days and they were working with one of my employees and I heard them say, you know, I have to remount, my ring is ruined, you know, it's unrepairable. And I said, so I stopped and I said, are you, are you sure it's ruined? And they handed it to me and I look at it. Both of them just needed repairs. One of them cried. No one wants to give up their engagement ring. That yeah. was the ring that was given to them. Unless they're upgrading or, you know, it's a conscious decision like, okay, it's been 15 years and, you know, we're upgrading. But that's, most people don't upgrade that often. So they were more than excited to get their ring back. And for a repair price that I think both of them, you know, were under a couple hundred dollars. Yeah. Where other stores were like, nope, your ring is ruined. <laughs> you have to replace it. Let us sell you brand new mounting and this and that. Hmm. And, and that's just not the right way. Yeah. You know, I'd rather help someone stay in their piece of jewelry uh, and stay extraordinarily happy than have to convince them to remount or do something else with it. Yeah. And you're right. At the end of the day, it's, you're here to help the customer. And I understand money because I like money, too. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> but do you like just sell them all new stuff or do you help them? And sometimes helping them is selling them new stuff. But sometimes you're right. You just you're able to fix it. You know, maybe the car is not completely broken. Yeah. <laughs> maybe it, you know a little bit of repair and you're fine. But people don't know that, so they'll just be like, "Yeah, I'll buy, I'll, I'll buy a whole new car." Some people, it's fifty-fifty based on the you know the cost of the repair, and it also has a lot to do with sentimental. I have had a ring that was basically destroyed, and yeah. it was fixed that ring for the almost the cost of almost still saved a little bit of money, but not a lot of just getting a new one. Yeah. Um, sentimental value wins right there, yeah. you know. Um, but I've also had rings that looked like they were too far gone, crushed in half, $100 repair. Yeah. You know, mm. so it's always, yeah. But we will sell new if we have to. Yeah. You know, a lot of times that ends up being like chains that break or, yeah. uh, you know, you can fix them, but they'll just keep breaking. <laughs> um, and, and it's actually, it's funny, chains, when you repair them, Sorry, a little off tangent, but when you repair a chain, actually the place where you repair it's actually stronger and may not break. It'll just break somewhere else. Oh, yeah. That's cool. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, it's super frustrating when, you, you know, when you're know, when you wearing a chain, you're like, oh, I just had it fixed. It's like two year, you know, a year later and it breaks in a different spot. Yeah. Uh, it's crazy, That's but <laughs> jewelry has fun stuff like that. Yeah, and I think every industry does. Like, I, again, we're getting off tangent a little bit, but... Um, with certain cars, you see them break in the same place every single time. Yeah. So if you have like a Dodge truck 
it's going to rust on the fenders <laughs> or like out on the wheel hubs. Like it's going to rust through there first. Like it's just, it's fun. You see those repairs all the time. Oh it's yeah. It's like the same stuff. Exact yeah. same. Cause they're factory created. So they break in the exact same way every time. And you're like, that's going to go. And that's going to go first. <laughs> so you just warn them at a time. <laughs> so let's talk a little bit about, uh, this is something passionate for me, which is men's jewelry. Yeah. <clears throat> It's hard to find, generally. Yes. Because if it's not a wedding band, it's never around. <laughs> right. So we, I, we talked a little bit about um, your company. What was it? Uh, Lashbrook? Yeah. Because they have some men's jewelry. I was looking at it. It's really, really nice. Yeah. Um, and you had, we talked about this a little bit last time, so that was pretty cool. So let's talk a little bit about men's jewelry. Men's jewelry is really <laughs> difficult. Yeah. And, you know, what's really the most difficult about it right now is old traditional men's jewelry is like a gold ring. Um, or like a, a thick gold bracelet. But beyond that, there isn't that much. Um, there's watches, which yeah. can range from $50 to, you know, 10 grand and more. And just, if it goes into the, you know, eons with the price. Um, and then, you know, what I found the hardest thing about bringing in a men's jewelry line is if I'm not willing to pay the price that that company wants me to sell it for, then I'm not going to sell it. And so I found like two or three relatively nice men's jewelry lines but they're too expensive because all they're selling is like steel and leather and they want $350. Yeah. It's too much for steel and leather. You know, <laughs> I, I get there's a brand name behind it and things like that, but men's jewelry is really tough. Yeah. Um, and there was a great designer named Scott K who 10 years ago had a great men's line and it was affordable because even though it was in that couple hundred dollar range, it was made of solid sterling. So at least what you were paying for was real metal. So yeah. someday if you didn't want it, you just scrap it or do something else with yeah. it. Um, but yeah, it's been really hard. I've been trying to bring in more men's jewelry. Um, surprising to most people, men like jewelry. Yeah. They like bracelets, they like watches and they like rings and necklaces. Yeah. And so trying to find something that fits that has been difficult, but with something we're working on constantly, I'm always looking for new vendors, always trying to find like a cool, affordable men's line to yeah. bring in. So why do you think that is like, is it a culture thing? Is it a I don't know, just a, a money thing. Like it's, it's super sure. hard. <laughs> I think that it's been, I think it's just starting to change now because you have Instagram, Pinterest, and Facebook mm -hmm. where you see that other guys are wearing jewelry. So it makes you feel more comfortable that you can wear it too. If you follow any watch blog, any watch Instagram, they have more bracelets than my girlfriend. <laughs> I mean, they've got leather, beads, um, yeah. steel, gold, everything all stacked up. And I think for a while that maybe there was a stigma behind it that's gone now, or it's become more fashionable, which is fine too. Just like watches, watches have become a lot more fashionable in the last yeah. 10, 15 years than they were originally. They were kind of basic. Rolex was the, you know, the focus and all these other companies have started to come out and come up with these beautiful, cool designs. Um, so I think it's as, as it changes, people will start focusing on it more. And these designers who are out now making, you know, jewelry for women will start making it for men yeah. a little more often. Some designers have moved into it a little, but they're just like dabbling in it because it's still always going to be the larger market. Women yeah. are always going to be the larger market for a jewelry store than, than men. Yeah. Cause you got, you know, rings, necklaces, earrings, you, you name it. And there's know a plethora of things that women wear for as far as jewelry but when like, like we were talking about when men wear jewelry it's kind of like weird as far as i see because i have friends who laugh at me because i'm not doing it now but i have like tons of rings at my house and i wear them all the time 
And they're like, man, you got to cut back on the rings. And I'm like, I like wearing rings. You know, I can't find any good places to buy neck, uh, like bracelets and stuff that I can wear, but because I have huge wrists. <laughs> but, you know, like I like jewelry. I yeah. like looking good and fashionable and I don't fit any of my good suits right now. <laughs> we'll get there. Um, but, you know, across the board, I like looking yeah. good and it's hard to find places that offer it. And even if you do go online, um, finding them is tricky. So a lot of my rings are just super cheap because you can't find good places to give you men's jewelry that isn't a wedding band. Yeah. So, yeah. It's crazy. And, and we end up having to custom make a lot of it. Yeah. I have guys who want um, multiple rings is not unusual at all. Yeah. <laughs> um, who want like skull rings or this and that. And we end up custom making them, 3D printing them. You know, we make them out of silver so they're not as expensive. But it's cool because you can't find it. You, yeah. you literally can't just go online. You end up finding like stainless steel or nickel. And like, yeah. then they don't fit. And then you can't size them. I've tried ordering them, trust me, because, I mean, if I can't, you know, make it myself or I don't want to, I can try to go find it. Um, it's hard. Yeah. Even, like, cool bracelets. I, I, you know, you figure it would be really simple. Super difficult to find. Yeah. So, at least it's not just me. Yeah. It's, <laughs> so it's if, one of those things we're always working on. Yeah. If the people in the industry have having issues, then, okay, it's not just me. That's yeah. good. <laughs> so, <laughs> oh, that's pretty good. So, that's a lot of what I had. Um, is there anything you wanted to kind of bring up, talk about as we kind of roll up to the end of this? Um, you know, I just, hmm. you know, it's interesting. I, I love talking about jewelry. So, um, you know, if, if there are people listening that want to learn more, uh, we have a blog that we set up. Um, we have a Facebook called the truthful jeweler where we put out blogs and we kind of teach people not just about jewelry, um, but really about even simple to repairs or just gemstones, like just learning about gemstones and what they should look like. Um, because it is really frustrating for a jewelry store that feels like we're trying to do a really good job of educating the public and see the public um, or a consumer, or one of our friends get ripped off somewhere. You know, that, that really bothers me. Yeah. And so that's my biggest thing is just be educated. Always get a second opinion. If you take a ring in for a repair, you want to buy something, go somewhere and then go somewhere else. Get other quotes, educate yourself online. And I think that's the biggest thing because jewelry, like cars, for me, is one of those things I just don't understand. Yeah. You know, jewelry, I'm an expert in. I know nothing about my car. I need that expert, you know, that guy who's I'm friends with to help me out. So if everyone can find those experts, whether it's you're trying to get your car fixed or you're trying to get your jewelry fixed or buy a piece of jewelry, go online, do all that extra research and find the really well-known stores with, the, with good reviews. And keep yourself protected, whether they're in New Hampshire or they're in New York, you know. Yeah, definitely. Awesome. That's the most important. Thanks, man. Cool. Awesome. Thanks. So uh, that's pretty much everyone. Uh, thank you so much for hanging out with us. Thank you for joining me on the show, Absolutely. Alex. And uh, again, thank you for lending me this space. It's pretty cool. No problem. <laughs> this was awesome. Thanks, man. Yeah, definitely. Okay. So until next time, everyone, have a good weekend.